This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. So folks, it's just a, a promo here to let you know that uh, I'm on uh, SoundClouds and iTunes with these podcasts. I'd like to uh, disseminate these to more people. So if you pass the word on uh, SoundClouds and iTunes and subscribe, I'd appreciate it very much. And thank you very much. And uh, thanks for listening. Hey folks, this is Dennis Connor, your favorite podcaster, talking to you straight from the America's Cup. I'm going to give you an update of the Challengers round, uh, the first two weeks of racing in Bermuda, and you're hearing this uh, thanks to Specialty Produce Network, where they know everything about description and taste. You just can't beat these guys. So th- thank you very, very much. So the, ch- the Challengers uh, uh, racing, where they've eliminated uh, one boat already, uh, has taken place in Bermuda the last two weeks. Smooth water, 78 degrees. The winds have fluctuated between 3 knots and 23 knots. Because of the agreed-upon conditions of race, the racing didn't take place under 6, so they've lost two lighter days and one heavier day. So losing 3 out of 14 days... Not so good, and the the spectators and the sponsors won't be happy with this. The uh, chop has been uh, relatively small, as has the spectator fleet. There's been about 10 or 12 what I would call maxi boats, 130 feet or larger, only uh, two of which are power boats, mostly mostly split-rig sloops. There's only six large boats in the America's Cup Village, and it's over half empty. So from a standpoint of uh, tourism and Bermuda getting their monies back, I, I would say it doesn't, it doesn't look good here, folks, because uh, ha- the stands are only half full and there's not many spectator boats out there. On the weekend, there's a lot of smaller fishing boats. The locals have supported the event. They like it, but uh, I don't see the foreigners supporting it. So what's happened so far is uh, we've seen Oracle, and Team New Zealand really dominate the uh, racing. Not so much on the boat speed, but they're so con- darn consistent on everything. They uh, have made a few mistakes at the start, very competitive racing at the start, but during the uh, mark roundings and the attacks and jives, especially the jives, if you uh, come off your foils, you can lose several hundred yards, and often there's been lead changes. So... The uh, first uh, round robin where they all raced each other once, we saw Team New Zealand uh, and uh, Oracle dominate. We saw BAR look really slow and bad, but uh, anyone could win. If you got off the starting line, the teams were all good enough to hold their position if they were fortunate. So we even saw Frank Kamas who is a noted uh, offshore French catamaran racer, but with very little uh, match racing experience and really not having a clue at the start, we saw him get ahead at two starts and win two races. 
Amazingly enough, the French were 200,000 uh, to one against making the uh, cut, but uh, they actually uh, won two races, same amount as uh, Ben Ainsley racing. So anybody in the first uh, uh, rounds uh, were capable of winning if they didn't make any mistakes, they didn't come off their foils, they didn't uh, commit any fouls. There, there were several fouls committed. Well, I thought one thing that was interesting in the racing here is that the jury is uh, much like they have been doing on the NFL, uh, where the the head linesman or the uh, retired referee can come online and tell the folks what's really transpiring. The same we have seen here in the America's Cup. So the head judge has come on several times and explained, well, they got a penalty because they were over the uh, line early. Couldn't see it with the uh, naked eye, but with our instruments, we could tell they were six feet over the line, and they have to drop back two boat lengths to clear their penalty when that happens. So we've seen uh, the uh, Swedes over the line, with nice start, everything going well. But again, Artemis Racing, Nate, Nate Nathridge, he's a bit, of, bit of, bit of a wild hare out there, had to stop back. And they really only won three races here in this first challenger's elimination round. So what we saw is that uh, the French uh, were going to go home quite early from the beginning. Because in the uh, circus that leading up to this, where you got some bonus points if you did well, the French came last. So if it came down to a tiebreaker between Land Rover BAR and the uh, French, the uh, if they tied and the score came out tied, the French were going to go home because Land Rover beat them in the uh, leading up circus that we've seen to the Cup. So after the first round, we saw Emerson's team New Zealand racing the uh, racing uh, Oracle in the final race of the of the Challengers series to see who would win the, the, this round. And whoever wins this round, if they go on to the cup, gets, gets to go into the cup with a one-point lead. Very, very important race. And it was really the, the uh, keystone match of these uh, first round of, of, of racing. So we saw Emirates Team New Zealand and, of course, Oracle uh, get off to a very good very close uh, race. They raced around the course uh, very competitively, but uh, I'll be darned. There, there's James Spithill, our San Diego resident, beating up on uh, Peter Burling and winning the uh, first uh, big series that really counted. It was just like winning a race in the America's Cup because they carried one point. They're going to they're going to be in the cup, so they're going to get that one point to their credit when the racing begins in two weeks. So it's going to be Oracle 1, and I guess everybody at this point uh, is uh, counting on uh, Emirates Team New Zealand to come through out of the Challengers uh, Louis Vuitton uh, series to be the official challenger, but we won't really know that for four or five days because the uh, best of nine series, whoever wins five of the first uh, nine races, between Emirates Team New Zealand, who chose Land Rover to be their competitor, has been Emily uh, looking pretty
pretty bad, frankly. Uh, they, they thought their best chances of going through would to be to race Land Rover BAR in the best of nine series. First person to five would uh, go on to uh, the ch- uh, Challenger's final round and uh, race race to see who gets to go in the cup. So what you've got now is uh, you, you've got the French going home, strictly mediocre uh, performance, frankly, and I, I think the only reason that they were there is because uh, for the money, because uh, Frank Camus is getting paid a fair amount to uh, from his main sponsors to, to show up, but never really had a chance. So we've got Artemis Racing against Soft Ham- uh, Bank Team Japan, and most people think that um, Artemis will uh, go on to win this series. They seem to uh, be quite quick, especially when the wind is up. Although I've seen uh, SoftBank Team J- Japan uh, go around the course pretty darn well. And if they, they start out well, Dean Barker's got some good starts, but they just uh, made a couple of small mistakes. I, I think that they've gotten to the wrong side of the course several times. The uh, left has uh, been good. They were on the right. And when the right's been good, they've been on the left. They just can't uh, seem to, to uh, call it right during the race. And they lost some important races, but uh, I think they're fast enough to. I think they're fast enough to beat Ar- Artemis at least a few races in this uh, Challenger semifinal round. So we'll we'll have to uh, wait and see. The wind forecast for Sunday is for uh, quite light wind, so we don't know really what will happen. But Monday they'll have uh, oh ten or twelve knots of wind, and the uh, final uh, uh, semifinal round w- to pick the Challengers will uh, begin. So uh, the uh, things that we've noticed are uh, the tacking. The tacking is one of the key things. And in the tacking, I haven't heard it said much, but uh, I've, I've talked to some people that are in the know, including Eric Bernstein some, uh, from uh, the, de- the design office, has uh, told me that it's, uh, when the boat uh, tacks, it's critical how the board, how the uh, dagger boards and the foils go down into the water. If they go down into the water just right, they can come out of the tacks on their foils again and pick up several hundred yards. And if the board goes down too fast, it makes a splash and the boats uh, slow down. The other thing that we've seen is if the uh, windward hull of the uh, boat comes out of the water for uh, probably either bad helmsmanship or bad control of the uh, wings on the on the rudder on the uh, on the windward side if the boat comes out of the water the boat will uh, come lift up out of the water everybody looks like they're going to go swimming but then when the boat comes plowing back down into the water it uh, makes a huge splash and uh, we see everybody get wet on the boats and the uh, boats uh, slow way down and uh, make a mess of things and We've seen uh, at least out of the uh, first 20 races, we've seen at least 10 passes. So what we've got here is a, I have to be, eat a bit of a crow sandwich myself. I thought it would just be a, a follow a donkey's race, one donkey after another. But I have to admit that the beginning, the racing, when there was a good breeze, and it seemed pretty exciting. And I was very interested to watch the technique, watch the tacking and jiving. I noticed one thing that they do is they really spin those boats around now. This is not a little leisurely uh, walk in the park. 
uh, a nice leisurely tack. And the same with the jives. They really spin these boats. They try to get them onto the other tack or jive so they can stay up on their foils. And that's so far made the difference. It hasn't been the physical boat speed so much that um, has determined these winners. It's been uh, crew technique, making no mistakes at the start, either by fouling or getting over the line. And uh, uh, the the winner has uh, come from behind quite often on the third weather leg to uh, make a pass. It's uh, interesting at the weather mark, the strategies involved, slow down, speed up, uh, dial downs are there like we would have seen in a, uh, uh, the match racing circuit. So we've seen some elements of uh, match racing, not nearly what it would have been uh, if I, I had my way. But uh, life is moving on, and I think a lot of people have really enjoyed uh, watching the races. The, the racing did seem to get a bit more mundane and boring as it went on. So how many, you know, watching the boats foil around by themselves will uh, get old. But uh, so far, it's been pretty exciting. We're looking forward to a spirited round of, uh, of the final round of the Challengers. It's uh, looking like uh, Team New Zealand to me versus, uh, if I had to pick, I'd say Artemis, although uh, Team SoftBank could uh, make a comeback here and make uh, life very interesting for uh, Outerage and the uh, Swedes. So I'll be back to you again in a few days. With the results of the semifinals rounds, there's sure to be some excitement. And uh, we're getting right into it, folks. We're, we're coming right down to it. In two weeks, we'll have the America's Cup. And uh, we'll all uh, be holding our breath to see how Oracle will uh, do again in their, their fourth uh, try. So thanks for tuning in to this uh, podcast. And uh, good day from sunny San Diego. Cheers.